0: Weird Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash WeirdThings. Support the show.
1: Hello and welcome to the Weird Things Podcast. I'm Ian, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. And Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Just us. It's always been. Brian's here, but he's going on a silent strike. <laughs> you know, he just refuses to talk. Yeah, he's, so he's doing a bit. He's,
0: yeah, for, for uh, uh, only audio listeners, Brian is here. He's mm. uh, sitting, he's doing a bit where at a certain point uh, when he can't take anymore, he'll just start acting like he walked into the studio right. uh, uh, last minute. So that's yeah. the bit that he's doing. And so don't think anything is weird when he pretends, despite the fact that he's been here the entire time, mm-hmm. he pretends that he just uh, ran into the studio and is setting things up. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's start with some science news. Uh, I'd say probably one of the biggest things news stories this week uh, would be the Department of Energy coming out with their report on the origins of COVID. And we don't actually know what was in the report. We don't know really what was said. The people with inside information said that, DOE thinks that it is likely that COVID originated from a lab and will have, or was a lab leak. Um, when asked how confident they, the, the, the report was given low confidence, which um, is one of these things where people will interpret, you'll see, you'll know where somebody falls on the debate by how they interpret what the low confidence means when they when yeah. you hear that said. What does it mean? Uh, it varies report to report. Low confidence means we don't have enough information to be sure about this. But when they say, yeah, we think it was likely leaked from a lab, that's kind of the lead right there, that that what was considered a, and by the way, the FBI had already issued a report where they said with moderate confidence, they think that a lab leak is likely. What does this mean? Does it mean it's a lab leak? Not necessarily. It could still be animal origin. That's still on the table. But the lab leak hypothesis, remember had been shut aside and was said, that's ridiculous, that's conspiracy theory, you would be shut down on social media for saying, I've had people get angry with me for bringing up lab leak and suggestions. I've lost Twitter followers because I said we should investigate it. And I will categorically say, I do not know. I do not know where this came from. But to not investigate a lab leak, to not treat this with seriousness, considering all the lab leaks we've had historically between our labs, everything else Mm -hmm. is irresponsible.
2: Well, but the people on your on your Twitter are not the decision makers for what does and doesn't get investigated.
1: The people, well, well I don't know. I take a look at my Twitter, but mm-hmm. people I have people in the scientific community, and mm-hmm. when people are shouting down at other people for saying let's look at this, that's not healthy. When people are sure. saying no, you're you know getting and what I got a small fraction. I have friends who are investigators, people who have looked into this. Mm-hmm. And the vitriol they were treated by people within the scientific community Mm -hmm. is going to be embarrassing, I think, in the long run, because it doesn't it. The problem was it wasn't that you had to say, oh, I think it's either or you had to be intellectually honest with it. And when people were trying to shut down that discussion to begin with, Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's racist. Okay, how is how is a lab leak more racist than saying that it leaked from a Chinese fish, you know, wildlife market like that does that's. That's a distraction it's not a valid argument because you're still in in the lab uh, leak hypothesis there's more blame to be put on us too
2: i mean i uh at least from my understanding i'm the least educated person here on on this topic (laughs) Um, but it seems like a chicken and egg sort of problem right like uh you say you know before evidence comes out you say it's a lab leak theory and then suddenly you're you're taking a side before there's evidence out and now there's
1: no 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 let me clarify bryce i'm not saying it's lab leak i'm saying we needed to investigate and push for an investigation lab leak
2: and it seems like that's what we're going it seems like that's the trajectory we're on now so three years later
1: three years later later. i mean i can
2: turn back i can use my time machine but i can only use it a couple times a lot but
1: but no my address bryce my point was The attitude of people shut it down is to say, yeah, we find, but the thing is with people were pushing for this three years ago to say, let's look at this. And that Mm -hmm. was being shut down by media. You got blocked on social media for saying, here's some evidence for a lab leak. That was wrong. That was unethical in my opinion. And we need to think about Mm -hmm. what did we do wrong? Not just, it's not that we get it wrong. How did we treat the process wrong?
0: Uh, I think 100% what is very frustrating, and I think, thankfully, we are now coming to the other side of, on some level, is the polarization politically, because this broke fairly cleanly on political lines, very unfortunately, like a lot of other issues throughout this uh, uh, lockdown and pandemic. The fact that it happened during an election year certainly does not help. But what we're coming to the other side of is there should be an investigation and that is something that's a lot more complicated than you might mention because there is an eight pound dragon in the room that nobody really wants to talk about and that is the fact that if this is a lab leak then there is material evidence that there was some level of a cover-up from the chinese communist party they are the number one frenemy of the united states they obviously hold the keys to our supply chain like we have all experienced globally over the last two years and yet If this leaked and they knew about it and there's really very little chance that they did not uh, and they have directed this World Health Organization investigation that happened that was very clearly kind of staged and managed, there is signs that there could be some level of cover up, then there are a lot further questions that do need to be asked. The fact that the United States intelligence community is is right now, uh, uh, at least beginning, the FBI has come out and said it. The Department of Energy has said that this is where they believe things are. There are other intelligence agencies that believe that there's more of a zoonotic situation. Uh, uh, the fact that we we do need to look at this, and and this is something that I think the United States has to lead on, because the the, the question of where this came from is incredibly materially important. And the I, fact and that I'm we gonna, don't there know... Are...
1: There are US government agencies that have been involved that have information not disclosed. And there are organizations we've funded like Eco Health Alliance, which have not divulged research and things that people have been asking for to have that that's part like CCP China, one thing, our own house is not in order. Our own yeah. people are not cooperative this. There are emails now that we've seen where people go from, hey, we're suspicious. And then a day later they say, Okay, we're not gonna say we're not gonna give credence to the lab leak. And it's extremely suspicious. And part of the people we had people like I think it was the Lancet, you know, had this whole, hey, this is why this is a dumb theory, why why we know it's zoonotic. They didn't disclose that people were getting, some of the people involved were getting $25 million worth of funding to research this topic, that they were actually involved with the labs. There were so many conflicts of interest that weren't disclosed that it looks a lot like there were people who realized, oh, shoot, there's stuff that goes back to us saying, should we keep funding the lab? because we provided funding to the lab, to the WIV, there's stuff that goes back to us showing back in 2017 hey we're not sure about how they're handling you know SARS like viruses stuff we're not sure about their standards and then it looks like there's a lot of our hands maybe dirty on this that that was part of the cover-up one thing to say hey the Chinese do what the Chinese did but we did our own and now we continue to throw money my fear is we continue to throw money at this kind of research where if this and that's the scary thing if this was a lab leak it means, What was the biggest, what was the biggest killer of humanity, you know, new, new killer of humanity outside of like cancer, obesity was something we unleashed and we still haven't done anything to make sure that we're taking the right safeguards. I think it comes down to
3: personal responsibility. If you say you're going to be somewhere on a show for an appointment, you be there. You don't forget Mm -hmm. to put it on your calendar. And that's why I've been here the whole time
2: just like we set up just like we said (laughs) (laughs) that's right Uh, so uh, okay so yes all right there were mistakes people did bad things there's probably a (laughs) cover-up within the pandemic what do we go where do we go from here we've pointed all of our fingers everyone made mistakes what do we do now do we i mean it sounds like everybody made the same i
1: I don't think everybody made the same i i I want to move forward though okay Okay. i know i want to move forward we have to get rid of this idea that we have to shut down ideas that we find unpopular. That was problem number one. You got blocked on social media. You got blocked on Twitter and Facebook if you're spreading articles that said, "Hey, here's the thing about lab leak." That literally is a thing happened, and now appears that they may have been advised by the government to do that. We need to stand up and say, "No, we got to have free speech, and we got to be able to let things go." We can't use well. This could be dangerous. We can't. You know, we have to be very wary of using the excuse of public harm.
3: What, uh, uh- That's number one. So so so. Starting on number one, uh, everybody here, I think, has an appetite for, or at least a strong tolerance for, hearing ideas that they don't necessarily agree with, and having discourse to uncover, you know, what what uh, what the deeper truth is, or something to take away. Um, uh, the 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 younger generation uh, has been brought up, uh, with less of an appetite for that. Like, I mean, we used what? to, we used to, we, we used to settle stuff with fists on the, the playground, uh, when, when yeah. I was younger, that's right. Whatever. We need more war. No, yeah. no, 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 Uh, but what we do need is we need to, uh, have strongest wins. We, we need, uh, I, here's my question. Um, my suspicion is that, uh, those who have been raised in a post internet era, have let have always had the option to n- not have to encounter ideas that they don't like. They they've always had the option to uh, to find a safe place. And I how we do find we, a safe place do, from ideas? We even insist on taking your yes. vegetables. Like 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 we've watched uh, news outlets switch from you know giving news having vegetables as part of every newscast you know here are the facts and so on and then somebody at some point people are like why are we mm-hmm. even having vegetables let's just have it all be the good stuff like i i agree that there should be lots of discourse and lots of face to face with nasty ideas that you don't agree with but i don't know how to make anybody 20 years younger than me be Want to do that? Well, I,
2: I would say if if this is the same conversation where where we're saying like, hey, everyone needs to let ideas exist more, then I don't think we can blame pe- younger people for the world that they have been entered into.
3: I, I agree. So the question is is um, how do you how do we sell this? <laughs> how do we sell the idea? How do we, how do we reach
0: we, these kids? How do we change all of the uh,
3: behavior of humans
2: around the world? Not a conspiracy no. either. <laughs>
1: I would say my frustration is people in power using the apparatus they have of influence social media and the fear mongering to get them to shut things down is what scares me. Is that any idea that we don't like, we quickly say, how can we say that this is going to lead to violence or hate or bigotry and whatever and shut this down? So how do we That's change that? That's my fear. Is but this- how do we
2: change this? I mean, do we? what What do we do to make people change like this? I mean, it, <laughs> do we make rules? It doesn't sound like we want rules about this stuff.
0: We are, we are in I, a particularly... Politically divided time. I do think that again, you can't argue with the fact that these broke fairly cleanly on political lines, and uh, we could use a little dose of uh, of if not anarchism, then uh, a distrust of authority, and and the idea that like people plug themselves into a right versus left uh, paradigm, and then are dutifully dutifully like marching into the breach so they can fight each other is something that I think. You know, every once in a while, you should look back and say, is, is the, the marching orders that I got appropriate? And or, or you know, is there a question that does need to be asked? And I think that that is something that we are coming to now, because I don't think that the world that we have, the, the, the discourse that we have had over the past five years, I mean, really, since, you know, uh, 2016 and 2015, like has served us well, I don't think that we have, uh, uh, that we have, have moved particularly forward in terms of uh, our, our, our issues, and this is one of them, you know, the, the, the fact that we went through a public health emergency and we're not, we're, we're shutting down dialogue uh, about, hey, is there a chance that we could with this, sequence this virus that we would know exactly? Because if it came from a lab, I mean, somebody knows exactly what it is. Somebody knows, I mean, a, a thing that, that could help us continue to, to mitigate it what, is just sitting in a file cabinet somewhere. And and that's that's a very 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 frustrating thought when we have, when we went through the the, the few years that, that that we did and look I'm back in the city that I was in when everything locked down and I remember the Diamond Princess pulling into the Oakland Harbor and everybody saying that this thing lived on surfaces for ten days and and that that this was an instant killer and we if if it were treated as a lab leak when it happened before we even get into who's to blame let's just understand what the solutions could have been if we would have pushed forward. Now, at, at that point, I think, Bryce, when you're looking for, for steps to go forward, yeah. truth, that's that's what we want. We want and we want the organs for which normally our society uh, uh, pushes for truth. And I'll put, you know, uh, uh, journalism is certainly one of them. We, we have a fractured media market right now. But the idea that that we are not or that, that we want to move forward, Let's, let's be open and honest about what these situations are. And uh, uh, I, I don't think that that is, in terms of everybody has a responsibility for it. There's always gonna be people yelling at each other on the internet. It's why the internet was invented. But uh, I'm glad to see a little bit more of a consensus. Derek Thompson, who's a writer for The Atlantic, and largely talks to people that have been you know, pro-zoonotic and pro-mask, uh, even to the point of mandates, he has an article out today talking about, hey, we we need to take a step back in terms of how we talk about this stuff. And then it's got to be a little bit more little less science and a little less big S science. Like, like there are no permanent solutions to a lot of these things. We should constantly be looking at evidence. We should constantly be reassessing where we are. And it feels like I'm optimistic. It feels like we are moving at least closer to that. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we are... We are 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 having, I think, adult conversations and not throwing bumper stickers at each other.
1: My my concern is that, that, again, I want to for sure, I do not know where it came. I I, my frustration came from the way which the media and government and whatnot decided not to follow leads because it looks like it would have been they were listening to people who had conflicts of interest that weren't expressed. And the problem we deal with now is. Almost seven million people died because of COVID worldwide. You're you're at Holocaust level numbers now. The interests of people who may have done bad decisions, what up, who are covering things up from the start to cover their asses and to get reals to help cover for them. And it is not talking like a conspiracy sort of thing, but just sort of to misdirect and tell people this is bullshit and to support this because your friend said it is high, you know, because it is. It is a, it'd be a, t- if I was a researcher, if I was somebody involved in saying, yeah, I'm, I, I think that their standard, like people are like, you yeah, know, their standards are good, but they're getting better. Would you guarantee them funding? I could see a regular person saying, yes, let's do this. And then all this thing, this thing happens is like, oh my God, did I help kill 7 million people? Cause I passed off on this. It, it's a terrifying sort of situation to see that I think there is a possibility that people are in where they realize that they made some decisions that were very bad and they were lucky. Because early on, they were the same experts people turned to to say, hey, what do you think is going on? What's going on? What's happening? Because there was that little narrative shift from, yeah, Labley could happen to, no, Labley,
3: not at all. And it's like, what are we finding uh, So no? if, Seems if, weird. If, if I may, it, it sounds like what Bryce is hungry for is – future tense verbs and not past tense verbs and so far yeah
1: future tense verbs we need full and guest investigation we need to go after the different groups government agencies for in the u.s that, that that had information that are withholding this information we need to get testimony from people we need a full ass investigation of everybody that was involved from this level to sort of get testimony to understand it. that is step number one to know what this is disclosure document we need pressure China has databases, viral databases, things like this. They pulled offline right when this thing started to break out. They took this database, made this data unavailable. Still has it. Economic pressure: say, hey, listen, we want this data. You're not a good faith actor. And 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 why is this? It's so it doesn't happen again. If this, if it was an animal, and then it's like, ah, eh, it, we don't really. catch hard to control. If it was a lab leak, it means that people trying to prevent this from happening caused it to happen. And throwing more money at it without investigating why means. It could happen again. So, to avoid happening again, future tense. Understand exactly why this happened. Examine what happened, and go. Are we are are we throwing more money at a bad system
0: that may make us more vulnerable? Well, and 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 to to add on to that, the reason why you theoretically have these programs is so if a thing like this happened, you could deploy mitigation factors faster than you would otherwise because you understand higher more weaponized levels of these viruses if we don't if this is what many think and i'll come out and say i think right now being a barking dog on the internet i think it's a, a lab leak so take that that uh, a bark for whatever you want but uh if it is that that means that we are incentivizing if it happens again for it to be covered up again because we've already shown that it's possible and that's the one thing that can't happen if if you know, no matter what you think about gain of function research or trying to uh, uh, make viruses more dangerous so we can understand it. The one reason why we do it is so we can fix it faster. We can we can make this better if it gets out. And so if you let it out and we didn't do that, that's I mean that's that's bad. That's ugly. That's the that's the, the well, this is the one thing that couldn't happen. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, and, and GeoZack in the chat says it's going to happen again. Sh- sure, I mean, like, like lab leaks happen all the time. That's the other thing that's that's crazy about this story is that it, it, it's obscured the fact that like SARS got out. You know, like, there's, there's, there's been lab leaks are a thing that happened. Now, should that factor into us funding or endorsing gain of function research? I think, but scientists say maybe. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Containment let's, let's should be on the table in. for sure. <laughs> Yeah,
1: there's a there's a world where it is less likely to happen. And, and the thing that ter- and I get, I get a lot of people like, what difference does it make? I'm like, that's like saying your nuclear reactor, There's a all of a sudden everybody's dying of radiation. There's a nuclear reactor next to you. And they are like, hey, we're already sick. What difference does it make? It's like kind of need to know. And that yeah. that is my fear that I feel like there's not enough anxiety about right now. Is that seven million dead, seven million dead and and the discussion of the origins or the cause of this was still a hot topic issue and that is like that it is and now there are more labs more places reaches more funding going into this we may have increased we may have increased exponentially our likelihood of something just as bad or worse happening again because we didn't
3: i mean i think the important takeaway is Better late than never. If you show up like a third late, at least you showed up. And if you want us yeah, to keep on showing up, head on over he's to patreon.com <laughs> slash yeah. weird things right. where you can keep this program showing up every he's, single Friday.
2: He's heralding. He's reminding us. That we're, we're jumping yeah. back to the game every every so often. That's right, yeah, patreon. Brian,
1: you did... You did such a good job at the beginning where we said you were going to, you're here all along and you were going to pretend to jump in in the middle of it. And yeah. your commitment <laughs> to the bit is
3: amazing. <laughs> Look, I don't know what you're talking about, but no, I do know that, that if people perfect. go to <laughs> patreon.com slash weird things, they can support this very
0: show. Oh
3: my
2: gosh, he's a professional. It's like he's been doing this character yeah. all his life. It's just an
0: honor. It's an honor watching him work. It's, <laughs> to be, to be totally <laughs> it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, so, uh, Crew Dragon, uh, the latest mission to bring NASA and a Cosmock crew and, uh, I think the a UAE astronaut, I believe, to the International Space Station, they successfully docked their aboard. This took off from Cape Canaveral yesterday. They had a minor little problem when they went to go dock. One of the little docking locks said, I'm not locked. Like, no, we're pretty sure you're locked. I'm not locked. And they checked. It was locked. So. And this, of course, is nice given. You know the the Russians have had to replace uh, uh, a new module because one of their their leaky spacecrafts keep leaking and causing havoc. It's kind of mm. like they're stretched really thin and can't keep things
0: together. Yeah, I'm pretty sure out of context for them. Yeah, that's weird. <sighs> uh, um, is it? Do you think? Do you remember when they said the
2: ISS was spinning? Remember when the ISS yeah. spun last year? Yeah. Was that? A, do you think that? Not to keep it on a leak theme. I was about to say. Do I, you I
3: think feel that like was... we're zeroing in on a theme? Because <laughs> I know
2: at the time we were like, "Oh, they they hit the throttle accidentally, and then it spun and all." But could it have been a a, a, a you know a mechanical failure like this? One of these leaks? Yeah, it wasn't.
1: No, they believe it was a mechanical error. They couldn't fix it because it was oh. like a they've they're they're underfunded and it's getting worse and they're dire straits and it's kind of terrifying.
0: Wow. Well, but, at least they're nowhere really dangerous. Yeah. Just a valley of no. death, the no. void of space.
2: That's the universe's yeah. no man's yeah. land. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, but congrats on the militia hey, getting uh, that up there, and everything. I have a question. Uh, first of yeah. all, number one, apropos of nothing, I want to remind everyone. That Andrew and I placed a $500 bet that by the end of last year. <laughs> you placed a bet that what? <laughs> that that uh, I took the side that I didn't mm. think Elon Musk, notorious deadline ignorer, would be able to go to space twice in Starship. <laughs> and, and Andrew was very positive that he would, so he
0: placed a $500 no, I didn't
1: bet. think they're gonna do it. Let me be clear. I didn't think they're gonna do it, but I had to take uh, that
3: other position uh-huh. to support.
0: Well, you have, you uh, have you'll, 500 you'll, reasons to argue the otherwise.
3: You'll also be taking a pie in the face either way.
0: Oh, got the pie. I've
3: got the pie.
0: How did we not do this this weekend? Like we were <laughs> literally all in the same place. It would have hit Andrew with I, a pie. I. It can't be I'm my fault I've it was a avoided party for SpaceX me, stories so because of this.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying I've avoided SpaceX stories because of this. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been going. Well, I made it to March. he <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> forgot. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's actually a very, very tactical play, but it didn't work out for yeah. you this time. So
1: I, 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 how, I how
0: are we? How are we paying this off? How are we settling this?
3: Uh, I don't know. I I uh, told Andrew recently that I would like to just come out and hang out at his his new digs for a little bit. Uh, so maybe maybe when I'm physically there in the spot, we we could figure something out. <laughs>
1: All right. Name the charity you wanted to go to, though. We will we'll go we'll keep that part up.
3: Oh, um, you know what? Let me hold that back. Let me let me think a little the, bit. The so space orphans. Alliance. I'm i going to have to explain. I think <laughs> oh, my def, my default charity is World Builders. Um, but uh, let me let me let me think more on that.
1: <laughs> we need a we need another
2: like, we need think other World
3: Builders.
1: Really embarrassing for
3: you, Andrew. That, no, 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 no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't play that game.
0: There was, there was a period of, of, uh, uh it was pre-Great so It was Night Attack where uh, we would play games and we went through a, a phase where we were just making each other bet things, but we wound up making each other, making the loser of our dumb Tuesday games, uh, make political donations to uh, various candidates. But I think our inboxes are still suffering Yes, from, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh donating of random 10 and $15 to various different, it Political turns out campaigns that have since shared our, our data a billion times.:
3: It turns out that there's one thing that both Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump absolutely agree on, and that's that they would like Brian Brushwood's money.:
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> It's bringing us together. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah.
3: But the reason I thought of that is because it might be a fun game. Does anybody have a guess as to how many? SpaceX launches have happened in the last 365 days in the last calendar year without without peaking I suspect Andrew will be best at this game mm. uh so so we'll save him for last uh who 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 wants to go first Oh I'll say 25 I'll say I'll say 9 uh 103 Oh 103 okay yeah. wow Justin
0: um uh, 104 taking the over smart yeah andrew
2: 102 would be the best tactical
0: play
1: (laughs) i think it's like 50
2: okay i think it's like 50 all right i'm gonna say spacex launches a number of spacex launches in 2022
3: so that'd be last last year calendar year
2: yeah uh one hundred and eighty rockets lifted off successfully. Justin,
3: wait, 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 wait.
2: That's per that was, Nature mm, Journal. Mm, 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 mm. So that was Is last that total? calendar I know they year. Have...
3: Uh oh. Oh, you know what? They probably are. are they counting like uh, when they use three All rockets at once, or? Oh Counts. no, they're counting. Counts.
1: They're count. I think
2: that's lifetime count. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. Uh, then I think it might be sixty-one. Uh, Ooh. one launch every six days yeah. last year.
1: Yes, that, that's the stat I knew. They were doing, I knew they're doing either one a week or one every six days. So, wow, that's uh, and that I, cadence g- is in. You know, I was okay. thinking about it this over this weekend.
2: I was like, I should unsubscribe to SpaceX on YouTube because there's always a live stream of their... Of their
0: <laughs> Let me launch. guess. Oh, the miracle is it, is, of space. Is it going up? <laughs> Boring.
3: It's, it's like subscribing to uh, Boeing's channel. Like, a yeah. plane took off. Yeah. But... Okay. <laughs> the
1: stat I knew was last week they hit 100 landings. So I knew that it had to be the, the launch. I knew oh, the launch wow. cadence was going one per week. One per week, and they increased it to one every six days. So Wow. Man, and they've done back-to-back launches in like the same day too. That's
3: amazing.
0: Wow.
3: Damn. Uh, space getting crowded. Also, so, uh, but, but also there's uh, a
2: lot of it, and there is a lot of it.
1: I want to. I want to turn our attention to the terrestrial, to the ground. Uh, you all been following the death train in
3: Florida? Uh, you know what? No. I failed to hop aboard that particular train. I would love to hear about so- it. So.
1: Florida has worked on its really fast rail called Brightline. So go type in like Brightline into Google News, like Florida and Brightline, just just to see what comes. B R I G H T. See what pops.
2: Yeah. Uh, here's a uh, Google News for Brightline. Brightline to offer high-speed rail between Orlando and South Florida. Brightline train to hit 125 miles per hour in new tests. Uh, uh, passenger service to begin soon. Two killed when Brightline commuter train hits SUV. You can't do that.
1: <laughs> uh, now type in Brightline and then uh, Florida Brightline and accident.
2: Oh, no. Oh, All right. Dear. From Google News. Couple killed. Two dead. Two killed. Two killed. Driver hurt. Uh, congressman calls for pause to expansion after deadly crash. Safety concerns. Oh, my goodness. What so is happening? Is,
3: is is this the case, wow. Andrew, of, of humans are reacquainting themselves with just how powerful and deadly railroad cross crossings are so the the
1: challenge is that in other parts of the world as has been explained to me other parts of the world where they have high-speed trains they're elevated in florida florida's flat they're not elevated and so when you hear Uh, the little railroad thing go down dang 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 dang," you think it's like a 35 mile an hour train coming through you don't think it's an 80 mile an hour train coming through so the deaths per mile for this thing as i've seen it are like Humongous! Something like eighty-eight people killed so far in the last since this. They've been testing this Brightline train.
3: That's more than died of shark attacks.
0: It is. It is. It yeah. is crazy that they went with the name Brightline and not coming to Netflix in a limited series. <laughs> because yeah,
2: <laughs> jeez, this uh, is and- this is so. I mean, you already have train projects are already really difficult to get done if you're trying to do a light rail or a, a high speed rail it's already difficult to just do it to execute on it and then the fact of
3: you're killing people all right hold on hear me out well oh. people
0: well, people are dying because they are crossing so my, my, I, I have not seen any of this but based on the the uh reporting on it it sounds like people are doing an illegal thing and trying to cross tracks when they should not the problem is is that they think, oh well, this should be easy because it normally I'm able to do this with a slower train. Guess what? When you double the speed, you double the the, the danger.
3: Okay, which one is more deadly, this train or the Golden Gate Bridge?
0: This oh. train. Yeah, I, I I think only barely. Well, I think only slightly. So wait, we're talking about deaths the, the per suicides year, suicides from the Golden Gate Bridge. People,
3: like, if if we're gonna personify architecture. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. attribute all deaths to architecture. Who's more deadly? This train yeah. or the Golden so Gate people, Bridge?
0: People trying to run trying to run the tracks. Oh my God. Uh, versus people who have decided to try to leap off the Golden Gate Bridge oh in God. a dramatic final. Uh, yes, Bryce?
2: And so Andrew sent along this link here from Miami New Times. Uh, a timeline of bright line fatalities in South Florida. And this is a long article. This is a really long article, starting from January 2023, and it keeps going to 2022. Sorry, and a 2021, and a 2020, and it's a like, 2019,
3: and a 2018. So, like, 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 if if you had it in your subscription feed on Twitter, you would unfollow because it would be blowing up your phone <laughs> too much. It would be everywhere. This uh,
2: this is uh, uh, whether or not people are doing something. You know, doing
3: b- b- the wrong behavior Whether or around trains—it's their fault or not? Yeah, this is a lot.
1: This and, is a big scoreboard. And remember, if somebody's driving a car with three other people in it, and that person made the mistake, right. those other people didn't. Right. And, yeah. and And that's the the uh, and and but it's there's so it's one of saying' cause like there's so much inertia behind this project. There's so much push for this. And hey, it's you know. Florida. Florida has
0: wanted a high-speed rail forever, Uh, since I can remember. As a child, they they would pass uh, uh, funding for it. Uh, It it, it has been a a constant, persistent thing on the ballot. The the impossible dream being that you could have a rail line, a high-speed rail line that could connect uh, north to south uh, from possibly even Tallahassee or Gainesville through Orlando into South Florida. And you'd be able to unite the major population hubs and, and uh, make it easier for people to get back and forth between two different and separated by about three and a half uh, hours of driving time, uh, The the touristy areas of Florida. It has never happened because selling the land and developing the land for a new rail line has proven to be extraordinarily expensive, if not impossible. But the idea of wanting to do this has certainly been there, uh, the question is: At what cost? If people keep dying because they're 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 trying to run, uh 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 run 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 the crossing, uh, and or if we're going to take this from an extraordinarily grim societal training perspective, is there a point in which people just know absolutely not? Do not try to cross this, uh uh cross this thing because it, it's become reputational that you would die because of the bright light.
3: That, that's one of those things that when the idea is sold, you could probably crunch the numbers in such a way where you factor in engineering difficulties, eminent domain difficulties, uh, construction difficulties, supply chain difficulties. But I'm in a bet that an easy thing to miss would be PSA difficulties, like like public messaging, spending millions of dollars to get the word out that, hey, there's now a bullet flying at all times on on this track. Please don't cross it. Uh, to in, um, I I'd be doubly curious to know, and uh, this is not something I'll put on you, Bryce, in on, under this moment. But mm. but I I should look up. Like I wonder if my guess is. When the idea is sold, you give a best case scenario for how fast you can get from point A to point B. But once you factor in, I would imagine once somebody smashes into a family of four, uh, probably slows down that train for quite a while and, re- and reduces the overall uh, metrics on how well the train is performing on, on timelines. But if yeah. anybody wants yeah. to challenge me on those, <laughs> I'm ready to debate.
0: I, I mean, I, 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 I'm hearing this for the first time.
3: Well, that's why I'm yeah, speculating it's, it, wildly.
0: <laughs>
1: it's hard because like, yeah, like the most of it seems to be people trying to cross the gates because they assume there's more time because they haven't done that. It. And it's hard because you have a thing like, well, people will learn. Well, that's, you know, more fatalities and more of this. And, well, and, and,
3: and, and at a crude economic standpoint, I mean, actuarially speaking, uh, let's say you, we can have a thumbnail for what what the economic loss of a human life is it, it makes this even more expensive than i assume it already was yeah
1: yeah nobody would agree to this if they knew what the fatality rate was that would never have been never would have sold Absolutely. Uh, and, and it doesn't seem like there's a really clear response like ah well we need money to improve some gates like you're going to get some lawsuits that are going to make you think that you know uh, i don't know i i i don't see the train going away i do think that yeah maybe they need to rethink how they work. I'm smarter people than me are thinking about this right now, but you know, it's hard because you have like a Brian talk to the actuary sort of sum some, that somebody's can say, like, okay, there is a certain amount of you have to accept a certain amount of risk. I get that. But it seems like you have to have an idea of ah, when it gets above this amount, no, we need to really rethink this. Yeah.
3: Right. And and of course, the horrific part of any kind of big uh city work, statewide work, you know, international work is. Uh, you need data and the only way you get that data is to let time go by and count the number of deaths and mm. factor that into your future i mean it's it's
2: and it's a i mean this is a problem right I mean you're talking about how other high-speed trains are elevated that is a fun that's a foundational decision we they, literally <laughs> literally but it's not like they can just grab all the rails and hoist them up like it's that you that's a that to solve that is to go back to square one the the window is closed
3: on that choice
2: yeah um and so what 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 do they do do they put gates do they put fencing do they
3: well and and they electrify the do they electrify the track as andrew pointed out it's like the more of those efforts that you make uh, the more you take responsibility for other people's actions because right. then when somebody dies, it's not because they decided to go across the track. Your plan it, failed. It, 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 your exactly. other plan failed. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your efforts to stop people from crossing was not very good.
0: Yeah.
1: So let's shift to a more fun topic here: taxes. No, 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 no,
3: no. Oh, no death um, and taxes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: My solution now is like I just put money into a bank account and pretend I paid the IRS already to get over the stress of that.
3: Oh, really? Um,
1: Mm -hmm. That's that's after things. I'm sure that's. I want you all to join my new video game studio. Let's do it.
3: Okay. I'm skeptical.
2: Let's make a video game.
3: Let's Uh, go. That's your job. uh, Last last time we did something like this, the video game was. Brushwood Family Murder Simulator eight thousand, and uh, it turns out I, I didn't like it. Uh, I game gave of the it year. only seven out of ten stars. Oh, um, that's so, so bad. That's such a bad rating. <laughs> my got, worst
1: rating ever for a video game. I've got I've got a sector that I think is really, really doesn't get enough attention. Uh, I think it's an audience that we can reach that that has an extremely accessible audience, and you know. Tap it into a billion-dollar industry. I want to know who's on board with me.
3: A one-billion-dollar industry? Well, billions, not billions. I mean, it's just this audience. I think
1: reaching them is going to be great. Okay, I'm
3: I'm back in. I was out for a second, but now I'm back in. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Right, Justin. Bigger or smaller than VR? <laughs> Not the promise of VR, but actual VR. I, I
0: think, I, it yeah. might
1: relate. I, I think. Oh. I think. I think it's going to be. You know. I think. I think that there's a sector here that could may really like that a lot.
0: Uh, I'm in 100%. Lock, stock, and barrel.
1: I got 20 bucks. Cool. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, we need to beta test some games here. All right. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Um, uh, Bryce, I want you to do follow the rabbit. Okay. Um, Justin, oh, I am following that. One. I want you to do, uh, we'll call it Bones. And Brian, I want you to do Butt Sniffer. So all of you get ah. to do the testing okay. on these different games. Sure. And let me know how you find it. Oh, I'm chasing that oh, rabbit like
3: go. an MFR. I'm, I'm putting on okay. Okay. headphones over my Her. headphones Her. right now. Her. I'm ready.
0: Yeah. Yep. Right. Beep, beep am I'm, 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 I'm on the Bones. Okay. I'm yep. chasing that one, and, and and I'm um, I'm definitely not gonna forget to do them like Brian and I did this Thursday. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, he's sniffing. What do you sniff? What is what do your dog noses sniff?
0: Butts. Yeah. He's got yeah. the special
2: he's got good, a special good. butt
1: controller. Good. Okay. I've got a new RPG called Squirrel who wants to test this
3: out. Oh my god, are you saying what I I I'm locking it in? I think I know exactly what you're pitching at me. This is yeah. incredible. Uh, 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 are you guys locked in, or should I say, go? Uh, I I
2: think. Well, I don't. You can go. It's VR for dogs. <laughs> it's,
1: it's video dog Just VR. video games. Video, video games, games. Video games. <laughs> for dogs. Video games
0: for dogs. Wow. <laughs>
1: so what? go to Axios has a story. Video games for dogs aim to help aging canine brains, and oh. they show this beautiful husky playing like Whack a Mole. Oh.
2: Oh, and he's bleeding with a snout. Oh
3: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, it's wild. Uh, last night we were getting caught up on Poker Face, and both of our dogs sit. And um, you would think if if dogs couldn't you know see or process what was happening visually, they would align themselves in any random direction and chew on something. Uh, possibly, one would hope facing their <laughs> uh, uh, their benefactors, but instead the dogs naturally align themselves to watch TV with us. Like they're definitely actually
0: watching TV.
1: So this company or these researchers are working on their goal is like, Hey, as dogs get older, they need stimulation. You want to keep them basically, you know, mentally healthy, whatever. And so a UK based startup called joy pod, J O I P a W is making video games for dogs. They have a whack-a-mole game. The dogs, they, if a dog succeeds, they get a treat. There's a motion sensor they can put in the dog's collar for additional control
3: of the games. So, Yeah. Uh, the, uh, wow. uh, two factors really strike me about this. Number one, um, pet owners will do bonkers things because they love their pets. Number two, uh, when we hired a trainer, he explained uh, dogs in particular, they, they want two things. They want structure and they want a job at all times. And so it's your job as somebody raising a dog to make sure that the dog always has structure and always has a job that they know what to do. Even when it comes to feeding time or whatever, just a few seconds of making them play the game take it uh, leave it leave it leave it take it is 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 healthy for them and causes them to do well. This is part of the reason that you know uh German shepherds are essentially bioweapons when it comes to sniffing out bombs and cancer and and drugs or whatever so i I, I actually think this see- is a good investment
0: yeah
1: I'll show you one of the most adorable videos I've seen is a a baby a little puppy herding sheep oh i've seen uh, and I, I've seen people
2: who like will take apps like ipad apps um for for kids and have their like cats play them like uh like fruit ninja or like uh, just a little bug squasher game and they just tap on it and it's it's not as scientific as this dog standing in the testing niche um but uh uh yeah like let's make apps for pets we well, want and, to play and,
3: uh, uh, plus on top of that so given that that this is what pets or at least dogs. I'll, I'll only speak to dogs. Uh, what dogs seem to want is, is structure and consistency. And as a result, uh, for example, uh, we've got a little baby gate that, that keeps, uh, our, our dogs and Weimaraners are a very bright breed. And so, um, uh, what she wants more than anything is to get into the carpeted lush landscape that is the master bedroom. But, she uh, uh, doesn't want to have to, you know, once she gets in there, she gets bored and starts chewing on things. So we have to put up the baby gate. And what we figured out is if she comes in bringing her dog bed, which is this thick sheepskin something or other, something robust that she can, uh, Weimaraners do something called nooking where they, it's not quite chewing. It's just they they put their mouth on something and they, they pulse. So what I'll say, is I'll say, go get your blanket, go get your blanket. And then she'll ignore me. And then I'll close the baby gate and go inside and she'll try to lean over and peek inside. And then finally I'll say like, oh, have you figured it out? The ticket for entry is go get your blanket. Then all of a sudden she gets real smart, real fast, goes and gets her blanket and comes back in. The only thing that's taxing for me is that I have to play enforcer on all of that. And that's, that's a a robot turns out can be very, very consistent such that there's no negotiation because joy will do this thing where she'll hesitate. And I know what she's doing. She's like, yeah, there's a non-zero chance that you might let me go in without a ticket. And, uh, uh, but, but a robot doing that would be very effective. And I think, I, I I think there's a lot of evidence to indicate that, that uh, the dogs would live longer doing this kind of stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. I have a one more story. Uh, the choice between two, but I'll go for this. Well, well, real
3: quick, how, how's your pup? Uh, you sent an adorable video of, of the pup in your backyard.
1: Well, nice thing is we thought about getting a dog, and a dog showed up in our backyard. And oh. uh, low maintenance, totally low maintenance, <laughs> don't right. have anything. Um, finds its know, own food. I can hear him. Yeah, finds its own food. <laughs> Sometimes it might be a neighbor's cat or whatever. But for our listeners, uh, I was in sitting in my office right here in the middle of a meeting and I look and I have, I'm on the second floor here. And then there's, there's the walk space between our house and there's, a, there's wall and then there's hill and then kind of gradual hill. And so I can look onto the side of the step of the hill and I see a coyote just walking along in the middle of the day, just do 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 I'm like, ah, oh, see him at night. Mm. Now nice you see them at day. I guess that's a thing. I mean, I get all kinds of birds. Like right now I'm looking at like, I've got robins, whatever, but that was kind of like, huh. And then so I got a dog now, I guess. <laughs> that's amazing. I sent that to my mom and I'm like, hey, we got a dog. I sent that thing. I said, we got a dog. She's like, oh, what kind? I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is. She goes, she goes, I, think that's a, she goes I think that's a coyote. And I'm like, like yes, what? I huh? but take, I said, take a look at our cat. And I sent a photo of a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice about living near nature is you have all the pets in the world. You don't have to take care of them or let them in your house. They're just right up there. Yeah, Uh, This was, uh, I saw this on uh, Reddit. uh, There's a story behind this, but uh, sometimes a single photo without being gory is creepy by itself. There's something about it that it just, our brain starts to put two and two together and comes up with some horrific thing. So, Bryce, I'm going to share this with you if you want to share the first photo there, and we'll see the reaction from Justin and Brian.
2: Sure. We're going to uh, reddit.com slash r slash interesting as
1: F.
3: Oh. Oh. What is this? This (laughs) looks like, it looks like, at first blush, it looks like a barn that was built over an existing house, but then upon further examination, you can tell that that's insulation on the quote unquote ground, which makes me wonder if this is the top of another building that is poking up in the attic, like maybe a church steeple or something. I don't know,
0: Justin. So it, it looks like kind of a ramshackle house. uh, But what I, but it looks like a, a house front, but it is actually a, uh, 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 an attic so it looks like a, a front of a house in, in, in an attic Cl- but th- this is Clip like some photos, Bryce. decaying country house
2: okay here, here's our next picture here what
0: oh my goodness so it is a little house
3: <laughs> w- uh, but, but the house looks like the paper street house from Fight Club um, and yeah. it still
2: has insulation for the floor which means that they didn't put
3: flooring or that they only this is did the wall? best
1: video game horror level ever
3: yeah, oh no, it, it definitely looks like, uh, uh, you know what? I, I don't know why they spent money on sets on The Last of Us. It seems like they could have just shot yeah. most of it here.
0: Wow. How? It is an actual decaying, tiny little house, but there's no floor. It's only insulation. Uh, uh, the it, it very much looks like a Resident Evil uh, uh, situation where everything is intentionally tilted and creepy and decaying, but... Oh my god!
3: <gasps> oh that, that, my gosh! I figured it out. That uh, uh, okay? Uh, uh, but before you share, okay. uh, my guess is that there are crazy people who will spend crazy money to preserve things, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was an enclosure built around an existing building just to preserve it for some reason.
2: Yeah, I th- uh, the 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 insulation on the floor was really confusing me, but maybe. They, they were preserving this house and eventually put insulation on the floor so that whatever is below this can still be insulated. Oh, my God. Like, the insulation was after all of this. Could, could, and then it went mm. into disrepair. Could,
3: could this be one of those, like, crazy legal things where it's like somebody wanted to develop, like, a Starbucks, but it was a historical building? Oh. So they figured out that what they could do is technically preserve the top and then just gut everything below it and put a Starbucks in there?
2: I that makes that makes
3: makes sense that makes sense to me that makes yeah so the, sense to the me. guy who pre
1: it's catching windows is the original poster he says it was a two story house bought by a church and then built around then bought by his fam I guess I mean him and his his spouse and now we're here and basically that was that was an old house that like originally had it was a couple had a store and the second floor was like their house and then Church bought it, built up around it, and then now they're stuck with this in the attic. Wow. That's
3: bonkers and awesome.
1: I mean, imagine being. I'm going to go up and put some ornaments in the attic, honey. Click, flashlight. The first post, if you click on a thing, you can see the first post of just the flashlight illuminating it. Mm-hmm.
0: I. Yeah. I horrifying. would
1: I would be in my car driving away going game over dude game over.
2: Also, yeah. <laughs> this is funny. So so that part 2 with all the other photos. Uh so that was what? 2 days ago, 3 days ago. This part 1 yeah. was uh 3 years ago. <laughs>
3: wow. There's a huge gap between these two posts, too. So 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 they lived in the house Still there. afraid to go up there. Until yeah. last week.
0: <laughs> and then finally amazing. they went in
3: and explored it.
0: <laughs> There's a house in my attic is the uh, uh, the, the, uh, the headline on Reddit.
1: That's amazing. And then, you know, the Michael Gondry story is he goes in there and finds an opening to the attic there and climbs up inside of there and then finds another yeah, house.
2: Right. It ends
3: up in Elon Musk's brain. And I, I believe oh, this is the exterior tracks, yeah. here. Wow. There's not a lot of space for another house in there. I I was about to say, that's not the size of building you would expect to uh, secretly hold another house in it that that you're afraid of. Uh, Wow. That's rad.
2: I found a house in my house. Oh, sorry. I I can't do anything this week. I got to get rid
1: of the house in my house. Yeah. Well, I was when I gave Brett the tour of my house. I saved the, like the in-law unit for last, and I show him. I walk in the living room. I walk up another flight of stairs. He's like, "Oh, there's a house in your house." And then there is like a space, a storage space. It's like a really big open storage space. It's like there's a house in the house in the house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I I love all of whenever people find weird stuff in homes and in like Zillow listings and stuff. There's something really primordial to it. It's the same feeling as like when uh like when the LA news goes live with a with a traffic uh the car chase.
3: Well and, and there's something pure and honest about it in a way that that you don't sniff uh, you know I'm always looking to who where why why this is secretly a marketing campaign and it's like I when it comes to real estate That would be a very inefficient way to eventually sell Pepsi. And I think that's what I like about this very property. You know, we're sitting in the expansion that was a martial arts studio to a building from 1964 that didn't have a septic system and so on and so on and so on. Uh, There's an honesty to the story that I really dig.
1: Well, I'll give you one a little dishonesty here. Uh, In Massachusetts, some people were doing some routine inspection of a school crawl space. And guess what they found?
3: Snakes and spiders.
1: Nope. 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 Crossbreeding. Anybody?
3: Anybody? anybody? Um. Nope. Uh, no. Uh, Skeletons. Human skeletons. Silverfish. Oh, my God. I'm seeing a picture, and I have an idea.
1: A crypto mining farm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. They
3: look like bombs, too. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I was thinking
1: it was all, like, child labor. (laughs) Yeah, some guy, well, some guy that worked for the school system or for the city went in and secretly put in a whole crypto mine to be able to steal the electricity from it. And somebody's doing an inspection wow. and They're like, "What the
3: what is this?" And that is kind of brilliant because you know it's probably a rounding error and nobody'll track it down if you hide it well enough and it's just literally a money factory. Hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm not saying ethical. I'm not well. saying good. I'm saying yeah.
2: Well, and Flutter. I'm I'm only going like, ah, that wouldn't even be that much money.
3: That would not even be. Oh, well, Brian, given, have you
1: inspected every square inch of your property to make sure that none of your employees are current or otherwise? Have to put it you in- know
3: what? Uh, <laughs> I would do it right now, except for I want to announce that there's a four-week amnesty period <laughs> for whatever I buy. <laughs>
1: All uh, right, you find those GPUs, they're yours, Brian. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Look, it, it, I'm going to turn around, and if it shows up on my desk, then there's no questions
2: asked. Turns back there's yeah. eight forty nineties on his desk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> or, or a single piece uh, of paper with a handwritten uh, key. Oh, God. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do picks. Yo, man, I got a pick. Pick it up. Uh, I've, only, I've only tried it out. Once or twice, but I think it's a good show. You should check out We're Not Wrong. It's quite good. It's a political roundtable discussion hosted by one Justin Robert Young. Uh, I went and checked out their live event. Oh, how was that? Can we get a
2: live report from the live event?
3: uh, It was really good. Um, uh, The thing I like most about this show Mm. is when it's live, I could just interrupt it whenever I want, and that was fun.
0: Uh, no, we had a great uh, great show. Thank you to everybody who came out to uh, Piano Fight for that. That was uh, an absolute blast. Uh, the show went it was great. off of that hitch. Got to see so many awesome faces, and uh, we will definitely be doing more of them because that went well. So, uh, yeah, uh, about Ron DeSantis and Fox News versus Dominion is the episode that re- was recorded live at Piano Fight Theater, one of the last few shows that they're going to do there. So we were honored to be part of that as well and uh uh yeah go check it out nice uh my pick is kunk Earth. i uh, i've, I've now gotten uh <laughs> four uh episodes into it uh uh it, it gets kind of better every episode it is uh and and extraordinarily well-structured and well-written uh show and uh i you know if you're into that kind of humor uh it will it will definitely tickle your funny bone uh somewhere between alan partridge if you're familiar with british comedy and uh, a dolly g show or something like that but uh very very well structured a very strong character uh whom you only get more and more kind of uh uh in tune with her rhythms and the kind of like elements of her character but um yeah just just really really fun stuff
2: yeah so that that's a show where I I would want to go and read the script, the screenplay of it, because the, just the writing on it is so, is so stellar.
0: There's, there's just a lot of these very, like, so there's, it's, it's a history documentary, but a funny thing, right? It's like a comedy version, a parody of it, but there's, there's certain little visual gags of like, uh, uh a, a recreation of Jesus, uh, but he's, uh, like, you know, uh, operating next to her as uh, she's discussing how he was a carpenter, and he keeps moving pieces of wood, but it's like over her head, and then one of them hits her in the head. It's just it's it's stuff that is just extraordinarily well
3: done well, and and you could tell that second by second, there was a brutal mandate that there must be an attempt to be funny every twenty seven seconds. So it's like, well, we have this establishing shot, and she's going to walk over a hill while the voiceover happens, it's like, great. What, what's literally anything we could do is like, well, maybe she could just fall and kind of tumble down comically during this part. <laughs> and so they do. And uh, like, they're not all home runs, but I can't think of a show that swings for the fences more often than this one does. It just, every 25 seconds, you get another at bat. I yeah.
2: said, uh, yeah. Charlie great Brooker, stuff. Charlie Brooker created and written, and she's also been on a bunch of his shows too. Uh, people know her. Yep. I got to pick uh, if we're go talking more. about stuff. Uh, it's the Apple TV Plus original series, Hello Tomorrow. Oh, is it good? Please say it's good? I think this is a pretty good little show. Okay. Uh, it's about uh, a team of traveling salespeople who are selling timeshares on the moon. And there's a lot of <laughs> questions of, uh, can are you there, do that? Can you do that? <laughs> is there something on? The, and there's a lot of questions of like, oh, uh, maybe people do go to the moon. It sounds like people go to the moon but if this is all a scam more people than this should be in on it so there there's a lot of interesting stuff and then the uh the lead character his he ran out of uh of his family his wife and son uh many many years ago and so in in the show uh they go to the town where uh where uh his now adult son lives and he uh talks him into joining the crew but not that he's the father yet and so there's some threes company type oh stuff going on here there. we go but it, it, it's really interesting it's uh it's only a half hour which is really i mean if you do a half hour show it's becoming easier and easier to to win me over um but but also the cast is great um it's uh uh, uh, uh billy crud in the lead uh hank azaria is one of the side uh characters allison pill is in it um and there it's a great cast uh really well written and of interesting world, like a retrofuturistic world, where you have old Studebaker cars, but they're all also hover cars, and there's uh, they're like holograms, but they're like staticky messed up. So, uh, very, very recommended. Hello Tomorrow on Apple TV Plus.
1: So I have a friend who is pretty involved in the space industry, really a super neat guy, and he invited me over once to meet a friend, another somebody else he knew who was into like space tourism, and this person was a doctor whose plan was to build a retirement home on the moon because it would be easier as you get older to live on the moon.
3: Yeah. Uh, what would go wrong? That, okay. I mean, that kind of makes sense in, in very loosey goosey theory. It's like, Oh, your bones get more brittle and it's hard to move around. Wouldn't it be nice to be one sixth gravity? Less, less atmospheric I, resistance. He, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I just, but I'm like, I'm like, like the cost to lower the orbits, one thing, the cost to actually get stuff to the moon is like really, I mean, it was one of these things where I'm listening to guy and he's got his proposal and he's got all this. And I'm like, I'm a pretty forward thinking guy, but I'm like, dude, like there is a number of technology. It's like, I want to become a
0: video game designer in 1920. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, imagine you went all that way to your vacation home and you forgot your wallet.
2: Ah, True. shucks I got to go back. True. So it was, it was just sort
0: of like frustrating.
1: I, I, I'm like, man, like that's a neat idea. That sounds like a great story. And uh, you know, like, like you know, maybe 20 years from now we'll have people working on the moon. Maybe 30, 40. Maybe people. that Maybe I it was just such a like. I don't know what time frame you're on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have my pick. Pick it up, Justin. What's your favorite park to walk to? Uh, my favorite park to walk to. There's a park you walk to when you're in town now.
2: Especially when you were living Uh, in Oakland.
1: Oh, Jack London Square? Did somebody say Jack London Square? Sorry, yeah, Jack London Square. That's what I meant. Um, I've been going through this kick of looking for like older, like Gilded Age, like science fiction and stuff to read, and I just finished a story by Jack London. And I'm going to pitch this to you, okay? Uh, Imagine a guy who's sent to San Quentin... Okay, and at there, because of certain events, uh, he gets sent to solitary confinement, and as he's laced up in a straitjacket, as they describe it, like it's more of you're just completely sealed inside of there, and they're they're keep put doing this to him for reasons, but he realizes that by talking to some of the other people in Solitaire by using a tapping code, including including a murderer who I looked up and was a real dude, and I looked up that guy's whole life story, it was fascinating but one of these people says yeah like you know that starts talking about astral projection and this guy when he gets laced up pains himself to all of a sudden go into some other life and he might be on a, a fishing ship he might be somebody living in ancient korea he might be somebody in you know the frontier and each time he goes into it he has some sort of lifetime or experience so the story's called the star rover and I actually really dug it. I really dug it. So the Star Rover by Jack London. Uh, it's a novel. It's a full length novel, and it's just just such a crazy 1915 story about astral projection and living in different lifetimes, etc.
2: Wow, so. that, that sounds uh, fascinating. And being 1915, you know, almost uh, over a hundred years old, the uh, what must have been science fiction at the time. I'm sure there are some bits that are really rooted in, in mysticism, but also some bits that are rooted
1: in like undiscovered science, probably, huh? Well, well, it's it's very it's very much a book of that period in time and what people believed, like you know maybe about spiritualism and past lives and stuff, and it may have been even an opportunistic book because of that. But it did presage. In the 1915, the big rise of spiritualism happened at the end of that decade because of. All uh, the people uh, died in World War One, that. and the mothers trying to talk to yeah. their sons. Oh. And stuff. Mm. but uh, it's still i as a as a it's more of a fantasy sort of story, sci-fi. But I actually I, I found it very engaging because each time the guy would go in, he'd come out of it, and the warden would be yelling at him about something, and they would be like, you know, put me in for twenty days, see if I care. Because the moment he went in, he's he living just some entirely yeah. different lifetime. Wow. Yeah. So you can find this, and there you can get on Kindle. Like, there's a couple. Like, there's like collected works of like Jack London for 99 cents that will have this and a bunch of other stories, but it just got me into this Jack London. Cause like, I don't like having to read call of the Wild when I was a kid, like I don't call any Jack London reading. So I just enjoyed it.
3: Well, it's, it's kind of fascinating because using a different theatrical conceit and, and let's say 1915, uh, uh parapsychology, you know, made it seem like astral projection was just around the corner, similar to how in the 1980s, uh, you know, cyberspace felt just around the corner. And as a result, I, I think it was like the second William Gibson book I started reading, there was a character who gets severely injured and spends most of his time recovering, not aware that he's a patient in recovery, but instead living in the South of France during World War I, hearing about the difficulties on the front lines or something like that, uh, which Uh, structurally is identical but the uh, thematic conceits are slightly different Hmm.
1: yeah it's a yeah it, it is it is it makes you think about that idea when you can live in parallel worlds and stuff and things like that but but it's i love reading science fiction and fantasy from that era because it's just it's kind of untainted by the path that we took and it is this alternate sort of thing where the world is so Anyhow, The Star Rover by Jack London, my pick. Uh
3: hey, uh has anybody I don't know if you guys are subscribed to the Wall Street Journal, but I, I, I missed it today, but I was I was wondering like uh if they've published any uh uh top top ebooks that are out there. Does anybody yeah. happen to know? I mean, do they anybody normally keep track list? of this thing? They, well, they do, and yeah. that's what makes that list valuable to me is cuz I value ebook sales. Is ebook sales. Now, would yeah. those be fictional ebooks? Well, I I prefer yeah, oh, specifically well, kind anyway. of kind of, you know, I, uh,
1: I took a screenshot yesterday of something. Let me pull this up. Um Oh yeah. Wall Street Journal Wall Street yesterday. And they know business.
2: and they know a lot about books the Wall Street Journal.
1: Well, yeah. They do. do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Best, that's best Where do you think the ticker tape comes selling? from?
2: That's What's, from the books. Yeah,
1: <gasps> best-selling <gasps> fiction ebooks. Let me see. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> burner, in the category King of, King of Clue, fiction, Hell's that's Old amazing. Sea castle. That sounds familiar. <laughs> sea Ca- Well, <laughs> yeah. I right. see castle
2: and I eat it. But Andrew
1: <laughs> May. What? It's gotta be a typo.
2: Well, oh, now, dude, Andrew. that's
3: fantastic, man! Congratulations! Congratulations!
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, your new book Sea Castle, uh, number one bestseller on Amazon, uh, on on the Wall Street Journal top books list. How's it feel?
1: Feels good. It feels good. Uh, I said something when I sent the sent this to everybody. Brian laughed at. It. I said, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's great to be a Wall Street Journal bestseller for the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> why I, oh, I share? So, when I shared it at work, I left out that this was my fifth time because I want everybody to enjoy the experience of what it's like for the first time the Wall Street Journal bestseller list.
3: Yeah. Right, They're uh, right. yeah. Yeah. like, oh, good for you. You're like, yeah. And I've only done it four times before this. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, ah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Check it out.
0: Congratulations. Diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this program.